Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode of the Sartorial Geek Podcast is sponsored by Jordan Dene. Jordan Dene has all kinds of geek chic apparel and accessories. Our designs are hand-lettered and inspired by our favorite characters and stories in pop culture. We have tank tops that can be worn with a skirt, under a blazer, to the gym, and as pajamas. Please check us out at jordandene.com and all over the internet at NYC. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Dene, and I'm here with Sam Maggs today, which is so exciting. I'm so excited too. When we're recording this, the line just came out like two days ago. So yeah. it's still very like new and exciting, and I am so stoked on all of it. And I thought we had to do this over the phone because you're in Canada. Yeah. So like the fact that you're in New York now is so perfect. Perfect timing. We couldn't have planned it better. Me, let's just say we planned it yeah, like perfect. this. It's so, fine. <laughs> so I don't think anyone listening to this does not know who you are because oh. I like talk about your books all the time. Oh my gosh. And then we interviewed you for Wonder Woman for the first issue yeah. of the magazine. That was amazing. And then the collab came out. But just in case anyone doesn't know who you are yet, <laughs> explain like what yeah. you're doing because it's a lot. Um, thank you for the, the magazine looked amazing by the way. I'm so like, happy. So cool. And then issue two, the like group photo from the collab is the back cover. Oh no so, way. Yeah, oh, I can't so wait you're everywhere. <laughs> Yes, the plan is all going yes. according to schedule. Yes. Uh, no, my name is Sam Maggs. Uh, I wrote a book called The Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy about three years ago now. My follow-up was called Wonder Women. It's about uh, 25 women in history who are successful, successful in science and math and engineering. And my next book, Girl Squads, is out with Quirk Books on October 2nd. And it covers 20 amazing female friendships in history. Um, women all over the world, from feminists in Iran in the 1920s, to the first female poets in medieval France, to two Vietnamese sisters in the year 1100 who defended their city from Chinese invasion. Oh so gosh. it's there was I'm a so lot. excited to read. Thank this. you. Oh my gosh, I, it was so fun to research. Um, and in addition to that, I read comic books and video games and a bunch of other stuff. And now I help make T-shirts, I guess, yeah. also, which is so cool. So you're like a writer, like that's your your job. Like, yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So I write. I was a freelance writer for like a lot of years, just doing my nonfiction books, and then I got hired full time at a video game company called Bioware. Yeah. Um, and I've been there for the last two years, which has been really awesome. Working on a game called Anthem, uh, which should be coming out early next year in 2019. So that's pretty exciting. And then in addition to that, I have been working on some comic books for IDW, like Star Trek and Gem and the Holograms. So I do everything I do is right. I have no other talents. Um, but I write a lot of different things, which is kind of it keeps me from getting bored and I'm, I'm learning something new all the time because even though it's all writing I'm you know writing a non-fiction book versus writing a fiction comic versus writing a video game with branching dialogue yeah, and choices like, how do you even know how to do I, they so the truth so is I don't know how to do okay. any of it when I do it for the first time people are just like do you want to do this where I like offer to do something and when they're like yeah you should you should do this I'm just like sure I definitely know how to do that and then that's cool. a lie 
you always, I just, yeah, my method is just say yes to everything and figure it out later. And so far it's been pretty okay. I think that like there's a real problem, especially with women where we tend to be like, oh, I'm not sure I know how to do that. So I think I'll say no, I'm not confident. I, you know, I've never done it before. So maybe someone who knows better than me should do it. But men don't do that. Men are just like, sure, I'm amazing at everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and they're very, very confident. So for me, it's kind of like, I would rather try something and fail um, than be afraid to try it. And also like, you know, a lot of the stuff I'm learning for the first time, you know, it's important to have people around you who are willing to teach you and to take the time to teach you. So yeah. I've been really lucky to have mentors at Bioware and in comics and really good editors um, everywhere that I've worked who have been able to be like, great start. <laughs> Here's how we improve it, which is great because listen, no one's first draft is great anyways. Right, right. So yeah. And honestly, like it's just about consuming the kind of content that you're trying to make. So if you want to write video games, play a lot of video games. If you want to make comics, read a bunch of comics. Um, that's, that's good advice, yeah, honestly. That's the skill set that it takes, basically. It's like, be familiar with what you want to do. That's something that I think is super cool about you, because, like, so our collab, it's not, like, it's it's on brand for you, but it's not like, here are quotes from my book, or here's stuff yeah. I've written. It's just, like, kind of your brand. But I think that's cool, because, like, you as a person and what you do all work together and it's like real you know what Thank I mean it's you. not like I've never played a video game but that's my job it's like all <laughs> it's your you. job in your life which is really cool well yeah I think when I was trying to think about cool phrases for the collection it all came down to like we talked about this a little bit when we were coming up with them but it all came down to like things that awesome women are yeah, you know what I mean totally. and that's like maybe the theme through all of my various things is like awesome women it's so, so awesome. Like, it's which is a good cool. brand I think I'm totally comfortable with that so um, yeah, I was really glad that we got to make the designs that we got to make, including a Jurassic Park reference, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> and it's cool too because then if someone doesn't like if someone doesn't know you yet, yeah. they can still love like connect to the thing, and then they'll be like, oh, this came from the brain of another person. I'll probably love them because I love this. I like, hope one of the so. First, one of the first Instagram comments on the collab was like, is this from something? Or are you reading my journal? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, because there are so many of us yeah. that are thinking all these things and yeah, it's there's true. not a lot out there so it's so that's what I think is so amazing about what you do is there is such a gap in the market for like cool fandom inspired clothes for women that aren't like super on the nose yeah. you know what I mean like I don't always need to wear like as much as I love my BBA dress I don't always I need to look like a BBA right. if I want to <laughs> go to a Star Wars movie I can wear my Kylo Ren as a punk bitch shirt instead yes. <laughs> and like have that it's nice to have that kind of like diversity in the market so I, I like love what you do and you're so great about like supporting women and other women in the business and collaboration with women and yeah it's really cool and diverse um, sizing and models and, and all of that stuff which you do is like awesome yeah it was really cool a lot of my family members were like so stoked to be able to order oh my god in their size so That's that was great. awesome yeah yeah I like don't want to ever do something I'm not proud of so I never want to hear the feedback of like I love your stuff but I can't wear it or like I love your stuff but it's not accessible to people so that's awesome that's, that's really working. cool yeah totally totally that's amazing 
Um, so a question I have for you just because I'm curious. Yeah. So like the vibe of the stuff you write makes sense. And then the books you've been putting out are so research heavy. Yes. How, because it's not just like, I'm a fangirl, here are my thoughts. It's like, here is some of the deepest research <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen, but it still comes off in the, like Fangirl's Guide to the Galaxy is kind of like a life of a fangirl. Yes. And the vibe is very similar that it's like accessible and readable, but you can tell so much work went into it. Like how, how the hell did you do that? Well, thank you for saying that, first of all. That's my goal. Um, with Fangirl's Guide, it was, I don't want to say like it was easier because it was my first book. And again, I had no idea what I was doing, but it was very much like it was all in my brain. I didn't really have life. to like yeah. do, I mean, I did some like internet looking around or whatever, but I didn't have to do like very serious academic research to write that book. I just kind of knew what I wanted to say and I said it. With Wonder Women and Girl Squads, like you say, it's all very like I have a responsibility as a biographer and as a historian and as a nonfiction writer to make sure that what I print on the paper is correct. Yeah. And it's really not easy. It's like a really long and arduous process. Luckily, it's a process that I enjoy. I have a master's degree in Victorian literature, so that's where that kind of like research background comes from. Yeah, because that's Um, not something you just know how to do. No, I had to, and you know, even when I left university, I still wasn't very good at it. It was through the process of writing these two books that I've become like very good at it, but it's, it is really research heavy and involves a lot of time um, using, you know, university library systems, reading journals, reading very old newspapers, um, contacting people at universities in other countries to get materials that aren't available online anywhere. Yeah, because um, one of the like, craziest things yeah. that I saw you um, at a signing and you were doing um, question like a Q&A with Jill. And yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things was like not all of the not all of the primary research is even in English. So like, no. Because for anyone who doesn't know, you're not just like top page of Wikipedia. Like some no. of these people haven't even really ever been written about. Yeah. It's like deep, deep research. It is. I I hired several translators actually for Girl Squads for primary source material because I was like, oh, I can't read Japanese or Finnish. Finnish, very difficult. I'm convinced that Finnish is like a fake language (laughs) made up to like drive me crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It was so wild. But it's true. And the other thing you run into a lot of the times is, so first, like when you first start looking into this stuff, like you say, top page of Wikipedia is mostly straight, white, British women. So as soon as you start going the layer beyond that, queer women, women of color, women from around the world, either a lot of their stories don't exist in English or they've been like intentionally kind of removed from the historical record because some dude wanted to take credit for their accomplishment or whatever, or like they just didn't want to talk about them. So there's that challenge, but then there's also the difficulty now of um, people can publish things so like not all books have a fact checker you know I'm I'm largely my own fact checker and so are a lot of other authors so a lot of the times um, there's and with the internet too there's this system of like perpetuating false information if you don't trace a source back to like the very first place it came from you end up you can end up like in this cycle of like saying false things unintentionally like you know because you got it from somewhere but that just wasn't right yeah like I I think there's a great my favorite example of this from Wonder Women was Mary Bowser who was a black woman during the Civil War who was and she was a freed she had been 
a freed slave and had been educated. It was illegal for um, black people to be educated in the South or literate even at the time. So she had gone and gotten an education and came back and she was placed as a spy in the Confederate White House because like they would leave her alone in rooms with tons of like important right. documents and assume she couldn't read them and she would read them and then report back, which is a very cool story in and of itself. And that's cool enough. But what a lot of, you know, Wikipedia and a lot of other like printed real books also say that she like had a photographic memory and she burned down the Confederate White House and like all this other stuff. And I was like, that seems really like she was already cool. Now she seems like Jason Bourne. Like what's right. going on? What is this? So I ended up tracking it down as you do. And it turned out the source for that those pieces of information was from an interview with a guy, an oral interview with the guy in the 1970s who said he had heard that information from like his great grandfather's great aunt and it had been passed down over like hundreds of years to him and he was like I know this is true and then a bunch of people were just like someone had printed it and then someone else was like oh that's in a book so it must be true and then they reprinted it but when I hear that source I'm like that sounds fake yeah like or at least like potentially is seriously factually inaccurate and it's like you have to make people aware of where a lot of this information comes from and even I'm sorry, this is like something that I find so interesting. No, so I'm like going, going on about it really. Even if you're talking about primary sources, so even if you're talking about like a biography that was written in 1838 or about someone like at that time, you have to consider the bias of the person who's writing the biography, yeah. right? Because like that white dude in 1837 or whatever, whatever he was writing about the person, you have to think about like, okay, what was his perspective at the time? What is he trying to say about her in the way that he writes about her? Like all of this stuff, unless it's, you know, everything comes with a, a perspective and a bias. So it's interesting to kind of dig into that to find what, as best we can tell, is the truth of the matter. And then in making that accessible, that's what's really important to me because I love history and I think it's super interesting and these girls' stories are super interesting. But when I read history books, I'm like so bored. They're so boring. They're usually very boring. They're so dry, right? And it's easy to forget a lot of the time. And what I really wanted to call attention to in my books is that like these girls are often like 17 to 23. Like they're not like so crazy. They're not like in their four, they're not like adult women. They're like teens and like yeah. young adults who like are doing all these crazy amazing things. So it's important for me to write about them as if they were 17 in a way that you know we can relate to. So thank you for saying that because that's my goal. So that's but so also funny too. To actually accurate. <laughs> We want to take a quick break from the episode to thank our sponsor, Logan Arch. Logan Arch has the cutest, nostalgic, and nerdy accessories and apparel. If you're a Hamilton fan or a gaming fan, I think you'll find something that you love. I'm obsessed with their enamel pins, and I'm also really into their new purses and coin purses. They're super, super cute. If that sounds up your alley, please check them out at loganarchchicago.com and all over the internet at Logan Arch Chicago. 
it's funny to think. I feel like if you think about someone back in time, you don't think about them being a teenager, even no. if they were. But yeah, like they were. No, that's totally weird. Like mind trick. That's so crazy. It is weird, and especially I think a lot of it is because like in photos and black and white photos, everyone looks so yeah. serious. Yeah. And, like teenagers weren't really a thing, and you know all that stuff. I guess you became an adult at like eight. So yeah, basically, yeah, you were working in the bread factory or whatever. Right. That's actually part of what makes it so difficult to write about queer people in the past too. Is like um, either people don't want to write about them as queer, they'll be like they were very best friends right, or whatever, right. or like they didn't have, they don't use the same language that we use for them now. Like you know, the Chevalier de Aon in the 17th century was like a French courtier who got a writ from the king to be addressed as a woman and got a budget for like fancy dresses after having previously gone as a like been a addressed as a man for the first half of their life for the rest of their life um, wanted got like a royal decree to be addressed as a woman and to dress as a woman etc and to me like that sounds like a trans story but because the word trans didn't exist right. then it's irresponsible of me to apply it to that person posthumously so the best that I can say is like this sounds like a trans experience but I don't I'm not going like, to say this is a trans person the whole background right yeah like, you totally. have to give so much more. You have to be kind of responsible with it. It's interesting. Well, I mean, good for doing that. Because, <laughs> you know, I want to re represent everyone fairly the way that they exist in the world, but it is hard because a lot of those stories are lost. Yeah. So, or like misinterpreted, I guess. So yeah, but it's super fun. I love it. I'm like a big research nerd, so I love all this shit. Like I, was I think say, it's so yeah, interesting. I feel like you have to because yeah. that, just the idea. First of all, of even finding people because, like you said before, like it's not the first people. Like you maybe have never even heard of them yeah. before because no one's telling their stories. So then to find who they even are, yeah, and then find information about them, and then find out if it's right or not, yeah. And then figure out the context of everything. Like that's, that's so much work. The context, especially with girl squads, ended up being, I think, the most challenging thing. Because it's like with Wonder Woman, I basically just had to become an expert in like this one girl's life, oh, and then right. that was it. But with squads, because we're talking about groups of women over like a larger period of time, um, for each thing, I not only had to become an expert in, say, the patriotic women's league of Iran, okay, and know like all about those women and the, all of their stories and etc cetera, etc cetera. but I also had to like instantly become an expert in like the political situation in 1920s Iran and the political history of women's rights in Iran and like all and like I don't know any of that and yeah. then it's so different for every category that then I'm learning about like what was the year 1000 like in Vietnam I don't know. What was the political situation between Vietnam and China like in the year 1000? Why would I know that? Or like, you know, we talked about like the poets in medieval France. Like right. what was the dynamic between courtiers and women in a region in southern France called Occitania that doesn't even exist anymore? Well, what happened to Occitania? Where did it come from? What was it? What was the culture? Like, so, and there's 20 profiles in the book, right? So for That's each one of those, it was too. like... It's not like the book is two stories. No. It's a lot of stories. Yeah, and I learned, like, the cool thing about it, what I hope to pass on, is, like, I learned a lot about each one of these things, right. and it's really cool, and I have this very, like, diverse knowledge of world history now that I did <laughs> not before, because we don't really learn about that in school ever, which I think is terrible. Yep. Um, so that's, yeah, it's cool, but uh, it was 
daunting. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. I can't even imagine yeah. like wrapping my head around all of that. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, that wasn't your full time, like your only job. Either. No, You've I wrote it after work. <laughs> yeah. That's so. Wild. How long did it take you to write each? different amounts of time or do you um gosh I can typically do all of the research in a week and then write it in a week -uh. basically yeah so in addition to working a full-time job yeah 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 that's so crazy it's I'm not doing very well my face is all swollen these (laughs) days like I don't know what's going on wrong my lymph nodes like I'm sick all the time like no it's yeah it's totally fine it's uh, it's been really great. I've been lucky to be able to do all of these very cool things simultaneously. I was expecting, like, you know, it seems like it would take, like, five years for a story. So the fact that it's two weeks, it, I mean, not that it's yeah. sustainable, but yeah. it feels like you put years. Nonfiction is fast. Nonfiction is, like, you're lucky if you get, like, four or five months to write a book. Like, the turnaround is super quick on them, so... You gotta kind of just. Pandora's Guide I wrote in 90 days. Nuh-uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You ha- it's a very like fast paced wow. um, job, I guess. But that makes it exciting. That's how you get so what? How you get books out every year? It's, it's bananas. Yeah, I guess. That's why also I find fiction book writers very impressive because they have to write the whole book before they sell it, which I think is like bananas. True, yeah. Whereas with nonfiction, you pitch an idea and then they pay you to write it, which seems much more civilized right. to me. <laughs> much better. <laughs> so you know that helps. Yeah. <laughs> so Girl Squads is your next one. Yeah, October second. Cool. Yeah, which is I'm super excited about it. The arcs came out this weekend. Oh, yeah. BookCon, yeah, or book Expo, BA and yes. BookCon, yeah, Book Expo and BookCon are this weekend, the first weekend in June, so I got to see the book for the first time today, and I yeah. had a little cry, it's <laughs> very exciting, um, and we gave away a bunch of arcs, which was awesome, and uh, yeah, I can't, it's being illustrated by uh, Jen Woodall. I'm glad you said that, because I was about to ask yeah. how you put together your team, because like every part of the book is beautiful, too. I wish I could take literally any credit for that at all, but I can't. That is entirely Andy Reid, the book designer, and the team at Quirk Books. So I actually don't get any say over who my illustrator is, um, what the book looks like, what the cover looks like, what the colors are. Like, I have no input in that at all. Yeah. Wow. Totally. Um, Which is why it's so important to work with a team that is super talented and that you trust. Yeah, because I know, like, the team at Quirk is the best I think the best like full package book designers in the industry like every book is like a beautiful little gift that they put together I mean it's been working so far so I'm sure it's astounding yeah Yeah. so they found Jen and actually Jen and I had been friends because she's from Toronto as well for many years and I'm a big fan of her comic Magical Beatdown which is about like a Sailor Moon style magical girl who just like kills men with a baseball bat it's really great yeah she's amazing (laughs) Um, so I've been a big fan of hers for years so I was so excited to have her on board for this and her illustrations are really rad um, and the book is cool the inside is like spot colored with magenta so it's like very oh, neat wow. on the inside and 
very colorful on the cover, and I can't wait to see what's under the book jacket because they always put a really good like hardcover yeah. design on it too. The Wonder Woman one, it looked like a textbook underneath, right. and in yep. Fangirl's Guide, it's all like yellow with these beautiful illustrations on the hardcover. So I'm, but again, I don't get to know anything about that. That's but that's so actually probably for the best because I have like no skill when it comes to designer <laughs> art at all. So like, yes, let someone else should definitely handle that. But yeah, well, they're it is, doing a great job. It's stressful, right? Like being like, oh, this is your book, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> you better hope it's good. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is um is Wonder Woman and Girl Squads meant to sort of go together? Like, is that? I mean, oh, obviously, oh, yeah. you can read just one without the other, but is it sort of? All three of the books are kind of designed oh, yeah. to go together. Cool. I think like Fangirl's Guide is about representation, in, like on the page, and then Wonder Woman is about representation in science, and Girl Squads is about like girls working together and teamwork in history. So the three of them form like a nice little. Um, you know, women in yeah. science and history and geek culture package. And I have one more book. Um, I'm still contracted for one more book with Quirk cool. um, for next year, for 2019. So hopefully that book will make it a nice little quadrilogy there. That's all so kind of match. Awesome. Yeah, it'll be really, I'm excited about it. So I love it too. So my sister's way younger than me. So I got her Wonder Woman because she still has like all of her high school papers, right? Yeah. And I was like, use this. Oh, that's amazing. Because I remember doing research papers and you go down like a stupid list and everyone writes about the same thing. Totally. Like, go learn about these people. Oh my gosh, thank really you for cool. doing that. Yeah, yeah. I really I wish I had that when oh I my was God. doing all my history projects. Me too. I mean, that was part of what inspired me to write Wonder Woman was we only ever hear about like Ada Lovelace mm -hmm. or Marie Curie. And they were great, but they're not like the only women the who only ever did people. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like... I, I'm glad you said that because I really tried to write the books to be accessible for like as wide an age range as possible. Like I don't want them to it be just like for it. kids or yeah. just for adults. Like I want it to be like if you're nine, it might be a little like advanced for you, right. but you could learn something. If you like are the nine-year-old that loves to read history yeah, books, then you'll love it. Totally. But if you're 35 and you also want to learn something new, then you could read it. And my mom reads, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it doesn't I want feel to like it's for kids. Like, cool. I love them. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like, oh, this is, I wish I had this in middle school only. It's like, I love it. Well, when I was too. in middle school, I didn't want books that talked down to me anyways, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. That's so cool. cool. That's great oh, to hear. I love it. Thank I love you. it so much. Is there anything else you want to like tell people to either follow you or to oh my know? Gosh. I mean, that's a big question. Um, well, you should go check out the clothing line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. There's some great pins. The dad hats are a big hit, yep. I think, which is very exciting. Um, make sure to check out Anthem when it comes out next year. Girl Squads is out on October 2nd. You can follow me on social media. It's just my name. Yeah, you everywhere. were pretty great at like letting people know what you're doing. Yeah, and you're like you. a very fun person to follow. Too. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anytime someone comes up to me and is like, I follow you on Twitter, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, because I just shit post all the time. Like, so, <laughs> I don't think I've ever told you this. My first, the first Comic-Con that I ever met, like, a celebrity yeah, was yeah, when yeah. I met you at your sign. Like, oh my god. But, but it was like, <laughs> I really like your loose definition of celebrity. Well, it, it the works first for me. time that I was like, oh my god, people from the internet are, real. are here. <laughs> and I can, like, say hi to them. Oh my god, that's and so cool. And it felt like worlds colliding. And then the fact that we're doing this, like, four years later is so cool oh, that's like the nicest story ever. It was really cool. That's amazing. Like, I'll never
never forget that. Like that's, that was very cool. That's so cool, and like that's why I love cons because it just brings all your internet friends together and all the people you admire on the internet and all the people you want to meet, and it's just like such a great and like accepting communal space for that. And yeah, that's awesome. and you do cons, like not like all of them, but you like do the circuit when you have you do stuff. Do a lot come, of right? them. Yeah. So this year I will also be at uh, the American Library Association conference in New Orleans at the end of June. I'll be at San Diego Comic Con if you'll be there. Me too, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. Are you doing um, panels and signings? Yes, or? Cool. totally. Cool. The whole thing. And then probably New York Comic Con and Fan Expo Toronto. Oh, I said Toronto. Very weird there. <laughs> Sorry, Canadians. I really am Canadian, I promise. That's like the surefire way to know if Is someone's not Canadian. Trick? Toronto. Nope, not Canadian. Um, yeah, and uh, probably a couple more in there, but yeah, I'll cool. keep you updated. But I'll see you at San Diego then. That'll be great. Yeah. And hopefully anyone listening too if you'll be at San Diego or New York. Anyone like, yeah. like should follow you, see where you're going because yeah. every like everything is a I'll sign experience. anything. <laughs> I didn't say it, but you heard it here. So <laughs> awesome. Thank you Jordan, so this is amazing. much. And thank you guys for uh, putting up with our bar sounds. We're in a hotel, so yes. sorry. sorry for that. For recording this during BookCon and it's like a little adventurous. Yeah, but I love it. It's it's happening. We're in a public place. It's great. Yeah. It's cool. So follow Sam everywhere. It's Sam Mags, very easy, but we'll link to all your stuff in the show notes. Amazing. And, and follow guys. Jordan. Yay. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Um, leave us a rating and subscribe if you want. Check out our Patreon. All that good stuff. Awesome. Have a great week, everyone. Stay Bye. Nerdy. Bye.